Father, we thank you, Jesus, that you're alive. God, we thank you, Father, that last Sunday really happened. And we thank you, Father, that this Sunday you are alive and well, God. And Father, we just pray, Lord Jesus, that lives are changed in this service this morning. God, we pray, Father, right now that you are alive and well in people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. In fact, it's in fact, listen, guys, that if Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and we say that we believe that, then why is it not reflected in our everyday life? Ouch. Ouch. If we say that we believe that, that we believe in the resurrection, why is it not reflected as a regular part of our lifestyle? Can I tell y'all something? We are in a dangerous position. You are in a dangerous posture when you, do not, when, when you deny the lordship of Jesus Christ. Do you know that? Amen. Jesus is one of three things. He's either a liar, he's a lunatic, or he's Lord. He's one of three things. He is even the, either the biggest liar that, that we've ever seen. He's either a lunatic, he's walking around telling everybody he's God. Or he's really the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Amen. One of three things. Can I tell you he is in fact the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings and everything else that he said he is. Do you know that? That he is everything else that he said he is. And I don't know about y'all. But I choose today to embrace him as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Amen. I choose today to embrace him as the Lord of my life. I choose. Nobody made me. Nobody forced me. Nobody backed me up. Nobody beat me up. I choose today to embrace him as the Lord of Lords. He's not a liar and he's not a lunatic. I'm telling you. And it's a dangerous place if you're denying the Lordship of Jesus. Amen. Y'all ready? All right, I want you to open your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And I want us to walk through this chapter together um, because, I, I, again, I felt led that I wanted to, to talk to you about the resurrection. You know, we, we, we know what Easter's all about. There's 58 verses in the 15th chapter. I will have y'all out of here by 1 o'clock, I promise. Okay? We're going to walk through this thing. Y'all picked a bad day to come if it's your first time coming to Restoration Church. I'm just kidding. Everybody say it really happened. It really happened. It's in verse 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 12, that the Apostle Paul, he raises an ever-important question. Okay? And I want you to think about this because he said this. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead... How is it or why is it? He's asking them this question. That some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead. He's saying, why would you in essence say that there is no resurrection from the dead? That he did not get up out of the grave? Why are you saying those things? That, my friends, is a critical question. Amen? Because if Jesus died and he was raised from the dead... He's asking them, why is it not reflected in your daily life? That's what he wants to know in our choices, in our behavior. If we say we believe it, then why is it not reflected in our language? Why is it not reflected in our attitude? Why is it not reflected in our choices? Why is it not reflected in how we spend our money? Why is it not reflected in how we talk? Why is it not reflected in everything that we do in our life? Come on, somebody. Why, if we say that we believe that Jesus is alive today, why is it not reflected in our life? How is it not reflected in anything? 
The truth of the matter is, Jesus is either who he said he is, or he is not. Amen? And if we believe that he is who he says he is, right, then I think we need to start examining ourselves a little bit. And I think we need to crank it up just a couple notches. Come on, y'all, in here this morning. I think you need to examine yourself just a little bit and maybe crank it up just a few more notches. Just challenging you. I'm preaching to myself too. I'm just telling you. So we believe in the resurrection here. It really happened. It really happened. It's a valid resurrection. Everybody say valid. The word valid means sound, just, well-founded, it's genuine. That's what the word valid means. We believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and rose again on the third day. That it is a valid resurrection. And we're going to look at this 15th chapter in 1 Corinthians here and see that the resurrection really happened. Amen? The Apostle Paul is writing this letter to the church in Corinth. And he says, first of all, I want you to look at this. That there are witnesses to his resurrection. See this? There are witnesses to his resurrection. Somebody say witnesses. Okay, I know it's hot. I got to keep you all awake. In verse 5, look at this. It says that he was seen by Cephas. There's the first person mentioned, Peter, also called Peter. The first person mentioned. He said he was seen by Peter. He's seen him. He saw him with his own eyes. And then look what it says. And then by what? Then by the 12. Nope, go back to that next one. Sorry. And then by the 12. So we got Peter who saw him. And then we got the other 12 who saw him. Amen? Y'all follow me? Okay. Then in verse 6 it says after that, he was seen by what? Now I don't know about you, but if you got 500 people to see you do something, sir, (laughs) listen he was seen by over 500 people at once look isn't that crazy isn't that phenomenal that's a lot of people so you got Peter you got the 12 and then you've got 500 people that have seen him Paul's building a case This is what he's doing. He's writing this letter, and he's building a case. I want you to follow me here, that we've got several witnesses and people that have seen Jesus with their own eyes. Amen? And we cannot deny his resurrection. You can't. And then in verse 7, look at this. He says, after that, he was seen by James. Now listen, guys, he is calling out specific names. He is naming these people. He's like, listen, if you don't, I'm going to tell you, go ask Peter. Go ask James, don't you? Right? He's naming specific names to people. Go ask them. Go ask these. There's 500 people. But you go ask Peter. Go ask James. And then what does it say then by all the the other apostles? So you've got Peter. You've got the 12. You've got over 500 people. Now you've got James and all the other apostles. Amen? That are witnesses. These are people that will bear witness to the fact that they saw Jesus, that he's alive and well after they seen him hanging on a cross. Amen? These people 
are bearing witness that, yes, I seen him. He's alive. First of all, I seen him die. I seen him hang on the cross. And now they're bearing witness that they seen him alive. That's what they're saying. Amen? Y'all follow me so far? Then I like what Paul says. Look at this in verse 8. I like what he says right here. It's very important. He says this. He says, and last of all, I love Paul. <laughs> yeah, I love Paul. He says, and last of all, what? He was seen by me also. Can I tell y'all something? The apostle Paul had a, had a, had a, had a, a, a resurrected vision of Jesus Christ. He, a resurrection. He, he met him after he was resurrected on the road to Damascus, and it changed everything. Amen? Listen to this, guys. Now what he's saying, he says, and last of all, so Paul's saying this. If you don't believe any of these other people, I have given you names. I've told you to go talk to Peter. I've told you to go talk to James. I've told you to go talk. But if you don't believe any of them, last of all, I've seen them too. Amen? He said, I've seen them too. How many of you here can say, oh, yeah? Let me tell you something. I've seen them too. How many of you can? Come on, y'all. I've seen them too. Do we got any witnesses in here this morning? Do we have any witnesses that can say, I've seen God work a miracle? Do we got any witnesses in here that can say, I've seen God heal me when I was sick. I've seen God pull me out of addiction. I've seen God mend broken lives. I've seen God change things in my life. Oh, yeah, I've seen him too. I promise you, just like Paul. Oh, I've seen him. I've seen him. I've seen the things he's done. I've seen God work out miracles. I've seen him answer prayers. Amen? Amen. Whew, I saw him fix me when I was jacked up and tore up from the floor up. I saw him fix me when I was busted and disgusted. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you right now, I've seen him. I know he's real. I know he's real. I saw him lift my soul and give me a joy, unspeakable joy. The peace that surpasses all understanding. I've seen him too. You know, some of you have ever only seen religion. You've never seen Jesus. Amen? Some of you have ever only seen religion, but you've never seen Jesus. And I want to tell you something. When you see him, he opens your eyes. When you have an encounter with him, it changes everything. It changes everything. I'm telling you. I'm not trying to tell you to have an encounter with church. I'm trying to preach to you this morning to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. That's it. You need to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. He will change your life. He will take your messed up marriage and heal it. Come on, somebody. He will take your broken children and fix them. He will take your devastated finances and breathe life onto them. I'm telling you. He'll take you in your jacked up situation what he does he forgives you of your sins he puts you on the solid rock and then he establishes your life and puts you in a direction that you never ever 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 dreamed you would be going come on man went from the crack house to preaching are you kidding me I've seen him I know he's alive I've seen him so I'm like Paul. I'm like Paul. I've seen him for myself. Do y'all remember that old song? Listen, you can't make me doubt him because I know too much about him. Do y'all know that song? Y'all know that one? Is that Metallica? It's a worship song. 
Huh? You can't make me doubt him because I know too much about him. Come on, y'all. You can come up with whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can come up with all the scientific evidence that you want to. I don't care. You cannot make me question the existence of God because Jesus has already demonstrated his awesomeness in my life. Jesus has already demonstrated that he is alive and well. He has already demonstrated to me just by looking out here how awesome he is. Whoo! So I can say like Paul, last of all, yes, I've seen him too. Amen? I've seen him too. We got any modern day witnesses in here? Huh? That would bear witness and bear fact that they've seen him too. That's what I want to know. Come on. That I'm a modern day witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ being raised from the dead because he has changed me from my jacked up circumstances. Amen. Not only is it the witnesses of his resurrection, but there's also the worthlessness of my life if he was not resurrected. The worthlessness of my life if he was not resurrected. And the Apostle Paul goes from verses 12 through 19 and he's talking about how futile, I feel like I'm wiping stuff all over my face here. He goes from verses 12 through 19 explaining how futile our faith would be, how futile everything would be if, in fact, Christ had not been raised from the dead. Amen. Listen to what he says right here in verse 14. Did you see this? Look at verse 14 right here. It's important. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. Stop right there. Stop right there. Drop a pen for me for a minute because I want to tell you something. Look up here with me. If Christ was not raised from the dead, then what I'm doing is worthless. Amen? That's what he's saying. If Christ was not raised from the dead, I want you to listen to me. Because I have not been doing this for an extremely long time, but I have been doing this for several years. Amen? I have been doing this for several years. And I want to tell you that that means for the past several years that I've been up here pouring my heart out if Jesus didn't get up out of that grave, everything we've done is worthless. That's what he says. It's all worthless. Matter of fact, if he didn't get up out of the grave, what am I even doing here? I'm out of here. I'm done. This ain't even real. I'm out. Come on, y'all. If he didn't get up out of the grave, this is pointless. I could be golfing somewhere. Amen? If he didn't rise up from the grave, we're just wasting time. But I'm compelled to be here because my preaching is not worthless. Amen. It's not worthless. The preaching of the gospel to some is foolish. Amen. It's foolishness. But to us, it is the power of God unto salvation for those who believe. Amen. People have been changed through the preaching of this gospel. People have come off addictions through the preaching of this gospel. People have come out of alcoholism through the preaching of this gospel. People have stepped out of their pornography lifestyles because of the preaching of this gospel. It's not worthless. I'm telling you, people's been set free. This gospel changes lives. Amen? It's not empty. Can you give them a shout of praise if you believe it? 
telling you. Paul said if he didn't get up and get out of that grave, then this is pointless. That our preaching is empty. Pull that scripture back up for me. No, 14, there you go. If he didn't get up out of the grave, we're wasting our time. He did not only just say that if he didn't get out of the grave that our preaching is empty, what else does it say? Come on, somebody, I didn't hear you. He said, your faith. So if, 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 if this ain't real, I'm wasting my time and you're wasting yours. This preaching is empty. He said, and also, your faith is empty. Amen? It's not only the preaching, but he says your faith is empty. What you believe is worth nothing if this ain't real. Amen? I don't know about you, but I know that my faith is not futile. No, it's not. It is by faith that I have seen God move mountains. It is by faith that when I cried out to him that he stepped into my unfortunate and destitute situations and he changed my life. It was by faith that he did that. Amen. Paul said if Jesus didn't get up out of the grave, our preaching is empty. Our faith is empty. Then he says this. Look at this in verse 15. Look at this. Yes, and we are found to be false witnesses of God. He said, if Jesus didn't rise from the grave, we are found to be false witnesses. Why? Because we have testified of God that he raised Christ up from the dead, whom he did not raise up if, in fact, he did not rise. In other words, what he's saying to us is if Jesus did not rise up and get up out of that grave, then we're all liars. Then we're all liars. We're preaching a message that ain't true. Amen? You are bearing false witness. He said, if Jesus didn't get up out of that grave... We're all liars. Listen, y'all, I'm going to tell you something. I got a lot of problems in my life. Lying ain't really one of them. I'm not good at it. I ain't never been good at it. I'm horrible. I do not have a good poker face. I will be busted out. I've got a lot of stuff in my life. But I'm telling you right now, lying ain't one of them. We are not liars. The majority of people are not liars. This is not a lie. But he says if you are... Come on, y'all. Then, 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 then you're a false witness. He says you're a liar. He's saying if he didn't rise from the dead, it makes us liars. It makes all of this worthless. Y'all follow me so far? Is it hot in here? Whew, I'm just starting to cool down a little bit. Here's what he said. Listen to this in verse, verse 17. I want you to see this. This blows my mind. I'm almost finished. Hang on a few more minutes for me, okay? Listen to this. Listen to this. He says this in verse 17, and if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. And look at this. He says you are still in your sins. If Jesus didn't rise again, we are still in bondage to sin. Amen? I want to tell you something. Now, the reason I know that the resurrection is valid is because I'm not still stuck in sin. I'm not in bondage to my sin no more. I'm not perfect. But I'm not in bondage. I hear you. I get a few amens on that point. I got you. Get a few amens. But let me plead my case. I may not be where I want to be, but thank Jesus I'm not where I used to be. Amen? That's how I know the resurrection is real. How many of you can actually say right now that I'm not where I need to be, but I thank Jesus I'm not where I used to be? Come on, y'all. 
because you're not in bondage to your sin anymore. This is real. Amen? I'm not as jacked up as I used to be. Me either. Come on, somebody. I'm not as jacked up as I used to be. I'm not as bad as I used to be. God has brought me out. Amen. Woo, somebody else can bear witness to the fact right here this morning that y'all was jacked up and tore up. Amen. Where you at? You were in trouble. You were an addict. You were a liar. You was a cheater. You was cussing. You was fornicating. You was drinking. You was smoking. Come on, somebody. I know what you was doing. Right? But any of you can look back at where you used to be. Amen? You can look back at where you used to be. Oh, and you can see where he brought you from. Amen? Hallelujah. You're a different person than you was. Thank Jesus. You are a different person than you was. Can I tell you that's enough to shout about right there? That was worth coming right there. That I'm not who I was. That the resurrection is real. Amen? I know he's alive because something changed me. Something freed me. Amen? You can go back and remember a time when you weren't free. You remember? Y'all remember? Huh? Y'all remember? You remember? Look at it. Yeah, you remember. Yeah. Y'all remember? You can go back to a time when you knew you wasn't free. Remember when certain folks used to come around and you couldn't say no? Y'all remember that? Huh? Come on, somebody. You remember, you remember when you drove down certain streets or you smelled certain things? And, and come on, y'all remember? Yeah. Y'all remember? Huh? You, you, get, you get caught in certain environments and you couldn't walk away from it and you just went. Y'all remember? Come on. But look at you now. But look at you now. But look at you now. Whoo, look what God done for you. He's brought you a mighty long way. Let's go. He brought you a mighty long way. High five your neighbor and say, I remember. High five your neighbor and say, I remember. Y'all didn't even do it, like two of you. Ah, Y'all remember. Y'all remember. Say, I remember. I know there must have been a resurrection because that same power that got Jesus up out of the grave is the same power that's transforming my life. He said that same resurrection power will quicken your mortal bodies. I'm telling you right now, that same power that brought him and raised him up is changing your life. Amen. It's changing your life. But if he did not get up, then I'm still in my sin. That's what he said. If he did not get up, then I guess I'm just still in my sin. Right? Hmm. That's rough. Look at this in verse 18. He says this. Listen. Do you listen to me? Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. Can I tell you something? If Jesus did not get up out of the grave, then all the people that have died in Jesus, all the people that have died in Christ have just wasted their life. That's what that says. Amen. You might as well jump in the grave with them. Come on, y'all. He says, if this didn't happen, 
that they wasted their faith. They just perished. They're just gone. That's it. They're gone. If he didn't get up out of the grave, but we believe to be absent from this body is to be present with five of you read your Bible. We believe to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. That's what we believe. Here's the deal. If people who have gone on before us in Christ, listen, if Jesus didn't raise up from the dead, then they just perished. They're just gone. That's it. Amen. Y'all with me so far? It says this in verse 19. Look at this. If Christ didn't get out of the grave, he says, look at this. This is important. If in this life only, everybody say only. He says, if in this life only, we have hope in Christ. We are of all men the most pitiable. Did you catch that? I know everybody was watching that cute little baby walk out the door and y'all weren't paying no attention to me. Every time a baby gets around me, everybody forgets about me and they look at the baby. He says, listen, if only in this life. This is all the hope we have to look forward to. He says, we are of all men the most pitiable. Amen? If all we have to look forward to is this life, this is it. Come on, y'all. Amen? If Jesus didn't rise again, that means that where we're going ends right here. This is it. And if this is the only hope we have, then we are of all men most pitiable, right? This is it. If all we have to look forward to is just this, and all I have to look forward to is what happens to me in this life, then it's a miserable life. Amen? That's what he's saying. Then it's just a miserable life. I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad my hope don't end right here. Amen? I'm glad my hope don't just end right here. It, it doesn't just rest only in this world. Can we pull that up one more time? I'm sorry. Pull that scripture up for me. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, aren't you grateful that your hope don't end right here? Amen. We are of all men the most pitiable. All this I have to look forward to. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad my hope don't rest only in this world. Can I tell you, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to being able to drop this body. I feel like there was way too many more laughs there than there should have been. Listen, amen. I'm looking forward to dropping this body. And I'm looking forward to picking up my new one, amen? Come on, y'all. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to my heavenly body. I'm looking forward to a body where I don't have to worry about diseases and cancer and tumors and high blood pressure and stress and anxiety. That's what I'm looking for. But if all we got to hope for is this, we're in trouble. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
So we've got the witnesses of the resurrection. We've got the worthlessness of this life if there was no resurrection. And lastly, the wonder of his resurrection. Somebody say, the wonder of his resurrection. I'm almost done. I know it's hot in here. Verses 20 through 28 give us the wonder of his resurrection. What's wonderful about it? Thanks for asking. I'm going to tell you. Verse 20 says this. But now Christ, everybody say is. Yes. But now Christ is risen from the dead. Here he is. Paul is beginning to plead his case now. Here's what he's saying. All of y'all have said, well, what if he wasn't? Or he didn't rise from the dead. Or he's done this. Maybe Easter's a joke. Maybe this is it. Now Paul's sitting here telling them, and he's went through this, 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 this. And now he's telling them, but Christ is raised from the dead. Is. That's a very strong word right there. He's saying now Christ is raised from the dead. He is risen from the dead and has become, check this out, I want you to see this, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Here's what he's saying. He's become the first fruits of those. Here's what he's saying. Paul is saying Jesus is the first fruit. He's the first one that got up out of the grave, that defeated death, Amen? And went to heaven to live eternally. Now that's a great promise. He's the first fruits of many. Meaning that those who put our faith in Jesus Christ are going to follow him to heaven because he's the first fruits of many. Of many. He's the first fruits of many. Meaning that we no longer have to fear death. He's already conquered it and he's went to heaven. Amen? He's the first fruits because of Jesus and what he did. He has taken the sting out of death. Hallelujah. And I don't have to be afraid of dying because he's given us eternal life. He's the first fruit. Amen. Y'all following that? Now I want you to go down to verse 24. Paul says this. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. When he puts an end to all rule and all authority, and all power. In other words, by be, Jesus being raised from the dead, listen, he will deliver to the Father a kingdom, and it says he puts an end to all rule, and all authority, and all power. I like that. I like that a lot, because here's why. Here's what he's telling us, that one day, ultimately, all the powers will have to be subdued to the authority of Jesus Christ. All power... All authority, all rule on this earth will be subdued to the authority of Jesus Christ. That's what he's saying. When he takes this kingdom to the Father, you, I don't care what, you, you ain't in charge no more, bro. It's Jesus. He says, I will put an end to all rule, all authority, all power. And what he's saying there is going to be a day when it is all subdued to the authority of Jesus Christ. Amen? That's what he's saying. In fact, verse 25 says this. Listen, I'm almost done. For he must reign. Everybody say, for he must reign. For he must reign. He must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. Look at verse 26. The last enemy that will be destroyed is what? Death. The apostle Paul is telling us, that the wonder of his resurrection is, first of all, he's the first of many. He's the first fruits. 
Secondly, he defeats all power. And lastly, his resurrection gives us victory. Come on, somebody. Because it says the last enemy that he is going to put to, put to is death. The last enemy that is defeated is death. That gives us victory. Hallelujah. That's the wonder of it. Listen, that it's transferred to you and I. Amen. That resurrection power, when he hung on the cross, went to the grave, that same power that got him out of the grave is transferred to you and I so we can live and we can have victory over death. Amen. We don't have to fear it, but we can have the confidence of knowing that we are more than conquerors over death. Amen. Look at verse 55. It's the last verse. Verse 55. It says, oh, death, where is your sting? Come on, somebody. Oh, death, oh, Hades, where is your victory? For the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Come on, somebody, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In other words, what he's saying is we can live our life with confidence because Jesus has conquered death and was raised from the dead. And because of that, you and I can have life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Let's give him a shout of praise in here. It's real. It really happened. I want you to stand to your feet all around this room for me. It really happened. Everybody say, it really happened. And maybe you're in here this morning. And maybe you were struggling when you came in here. Maybe throughout all of Easter, you were like, I just don't know. We hear the story, but is it really real? Maybe you came in here this morning and you've never, ever, ever accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've backslidden. Maybe you feel far from God. Maybe you didn't realize that his victory is your victory. And I want to tell you that today is your day. Amen. I want you to know that his victory is your victory today. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed across this room. I want to pray for you. But I want to ask you a question. How many of you are ready? How many of you are ready? And if you're in here this morning and you've never made that decision, I want you to raise your hand right now. All around this room, nobody looking around. God can see those hands. He sees them. He knows who you are. He knows who you are. The resurrection is real. It really happened. Jesus is alive today. Amen. He is alive today. He is changing hearts and he is changing lives. And that same resurrection power that got Jesus Christ out of the grave will also pull you out of that grave and you will no longer ever have to fear death again. Amen. So again, all around this room, just raise your hand. If that's you and you want Jesus Christ to come in your heart, maybe you've backslidden. Raise your hand right now. You feel far from God. Everybody who raised your hand, say this prayer and everybody else follow along. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. Thank you for that resurrection power that lives in me too. Raise me, Jesus.
give me a new life. Come into my heart and change me. Make me into the person you want me to be. And Father, I pray for every single person that raised their hand this morning, Lord. God, I pray, Father, right now in Jesus' name, Lord, that their hearts are, are changing right now, God. Father, that they know they have eternal life with you, Jesus Christ, in heaven. And Lord, I pray for the ones who didn't raise their hand. God, I pray for the ones who wanted to but didn't, Lord. God, I pray that you touch their heart, Father. Jesus, we thank you that you are alive and well. And Father, we give you all the praise and all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone agreed and said?